But today, I'm going to do one of the unsung carry-on films. One of the reasons why it's unsung is because it's a lot later in the canon. It's from 1975, and it's a bit different to other carry-on films. It showed them, I guess, trying to cover the British sex comedy boom that there was at the time, because this is Carry On Behind. The plot, really, is... It's all set on a holiday camp. A, 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 um, a sort of caravan park, I suppose. So, very similar to Carry On Camping, really. And there are two main strands to this. One is the sort of um, hapless pair of um, fun seekers, Fred Ramsden and, and uh, Ernie Bragg, who are a butcher and electrician, who are going without their wives to the camp and want to have, certainly um, Fred does, some tell-no-tales, no-strings-attached fun. The other um, part of this is Professor Roland Crump, who's come from some local college, who's an an archaeologist professor, and a sort of, um, I suppose, early Erasmus project um, compatriot and companion, Anna Vrushka, who has come from uh, a different country, from Russia. And that's about it. There are shenanigans on the site, more of in a little while, but that's basically what you're going to get. Now, this movie has a bit of a, as I say, a modern feel. There's a lot more nudity in this movie. Right from the beginning, the professor is showing um, an archaeological movie and narrating this, that is, uh, some kind of local gathering, a local archaeological society, I suspect. And... Unfortunately for him, the wrong film has been has been uh, delivered. Ha ha! And it's a sort of burlesque woman doing a striptease, and he's talking about it now. We're going to be uncovering two items of incredible interest as she takes her bra off, all that kind of stuff. Which ends, of course, you know, it ends at a crucial moment, and he runs up to the projector having seen it then the the film is projected on his stomach and everyone turns round and follows him while it's being done and he says they've sent the wrong film what can i do what can i do and as one the crowd shout show it again show it again so we have all of that you know there are uh, there are different actors in here you do have you know old stages like kenneth williams who is playing the professor you do have Peter Butterworth, who is playing the the odd job man. You do have Joan Sims, who is the mother of two of the characters played by Bernard Breslau and Patsy Rowlands. These are all old stages. You do have Kenneth Connor being given more of a role as the um, as the camp owner. Yeah, so th- there are people in there, but the main two characters of one strand. You know, the, the um, Fred Ramsden and Ernie Bragg are played by Windsor Davis and Jack Douglas. Now, you know, they're not the only two incomers. It looks more modern. You've got a couple of, um, I suppose, the kind of Barbara Windsor part. Uh, th- there isn't really one. Um, you've, you've, you've got 
Anna Vrushka, who is played by Elkie Sonner. Now, the budget was 217000 for this, and maybe, because she's an international star, she took up some of that budget, you know, but it's interesting to see them saying, well, you know, we're not... We're going to reach out, actually. We're going to reach out and having someone who is from Russia and not with an English accent and all of that is similar, I suppose, to a kind of Sylvia Crystal um, experience in the Emmanuel films, you know, which are uh, which which are burgeoning, you know. So you've got that. You've also got um, other characters like Ian Lavender is in here. You know, and he he plays one of the one of the family. Um, you've also got um, Adrian Poster as his wife here. You know, so they are more modern um, characters that you would probably uh, see in a kind of well, you'd certainly see in the adventure films, which are some of the films that I've reviewed recently, sub confessions films, as I believe they are. And really, I suppose. It has a different feel. It has a less kind of... um, A less kind of nudge-nudge, wink-wink feel and a more overtly out-there feel. For instance, one of the the closing showpieces of the film is a cabaret at the camp and it's a... Again, it's a stripper. And you do... You know... So you do see that act. You don't see... Uh, you know, it, it, it's not. This is not a confessions film, so you don't see the nudity there, but you do see that act happening. You know, and um, it has a different feel. It's more overt and more open in that way. So it is a sort of balancing act here. Um, a lot of people overlook this movie because, as I say, it's late in the canon, and what you've got from from here is Carry On England, which is not really a Carry On film in my view. There are far too many actors replaced by others, and that doesn't really work, although they have a go. And then you've got Carry On Emmanuel, um, not counting clip shows. So, and that's the end of it, really, to Carry On Columbus in 92. So, people forget this, but you have got those old actors doing great comic turns. And much as I decry Jack Douglas, I find myself saying that as I, as I said in Carry On Dick, which is another late film, which is great. Um, he he reins himself in and he does that here as well. You know, he's very sweet as as, uh, as Ernie Bragg. He, he basically just wants to go fishing. And as Windsor Davis, who also plays very well here, is a kind of really red-faced, souped-up, um, desperate-to-get-some-action male says at one point, I did not come here to go fishing. I came here to go f- f- finding other things to do. He plays that so well. They play very well together. You know, um, Jack Douglas has a Duke of Earl t-shirt at the time because Duke, 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 Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke, by darts was very popular around that time. And, you know, you've got all that going on. Um, and, you know, he's he's just very keen to have some fishing, you know, he's talking about the kind of um, fishing hooks he's got. Me Wickham's fancy, me ginger quill. You know, they they try to hook up with um, Carol Hawkins and uh, Sherry Hewson, who are similar to the two characters in um, in Carry On Camping, you know, Barbara Windsor uh, and, and her mate in there, Babs and Fanny, you know, who know the situation, 
aren't really going to go through with anything, but will get what they can out of this situation because these are gullible males. And that's the way it's played. This is 1975, remember that. There is a lovely bit where she sits and, oh, I'm sitting on something. And she stands up and, he, it, it, and the, uh, the, the hook, one of those hooks is in her behind her. He said, oh, we Wickham's fancy. And Wendell Davis said, good job he wasn't his ginger quill. That's lovely. You know, there are lots of nice moments here. And when you've got those two doing so well, early on there was a great gag where they're in the uh, the butcher's shop and Ernie's doing some work in there and he's he's in the, the uh, cold store and he gets locked in there. Of course, the scene take, carries on and then they remember him and he comes out chattering teeth um, and, and with ice on him and they say, Ernest, is you all right? And he says, I know I was in trouble when I felt it drop off. What? Me, d- me, d- me temperature. Now that is an overt great gag. And to be fair, Douglas plays it beautifully well. One of my other favourite gags, and it's Peter Butterworth, so of course it, it will be, in all of the carry-on films, is when they're playing around with a beach ball and it goes awry and people are batting it around and it gets to the handyman played by Peter Butterworth who has got one of those steaming um, compost heaps. I don't know why they were always steaming, but you know, it's steaming, it's it's hot, and he's and he sees the 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 uh, the the beach ball come over, and he's got a pitchfork, and he bursts it with his pitchfork. At which point, Windsor Davis, whose ball it is, comes back and says, "Oi, what are you doing?" He says, "What do you mean?" He said, "Me ball's burning." The answer: But don't stand so close to the fire. <laughs> that is just lovely. It's there are some great set pieces here. The setup, for instance, for the final scene in which it's a it's a it's a striptease, and consequently this kind of permissive couples, and you've got um, you've got Anna Vruska who is um, very keen to talk about Russia, where you know where we are drinking and having sex, you know that kind of thing, and she's always trying to sort of get it on with. Um, with the professor and Kenneth Williams is playing one of his usual um, please leave me alone I'm not physically up to having any kind of shenanigans here you know all of that um, in fact one of the lovely things is that they, they 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 are given a caravan which is just absolutely filthy and so she says I'm going to be cleaning so she's walking around we've got the gag of well I don't speak English very well but she she plays it with gusto and that's that's to her credit, Elkie Summer here. And she's walking round to different different people saying, saying, I am keeping a dirty caravan. <laughs> you know, eh? So anyway, there is a permissiveness here. But the lovely thing about this is when it's when they're faced with that kind of activity, which is it's a stripper, they are all outraged, upset, and realise that actually this is not really what they want. And, you know, it culminates with the two rampant males, wives arriving, and they're having a, a, a good time because they realise how much they love them. One of whom is Liz Fraser, of course. So, the setup to this act is that you've got the chairs in the club house being painted a sort of nasty green colour. Meanwhile, Kenneth Connor is on the phone to a talent agency saying, you know, I need an act for this evening. Yes, I need a girl for this evening, a girl singer. 
or so you know I, I need a I need a girl to entertain uh, this is paraphrasing of course and in the meantime um, Butterworth is in his ear saying uh, that's the wrong colour for those chairs it'll have to come off and he says do you please I'm trying to he said well you know you, you, you. he said do you do I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to book an act here well you know it's the wrong colour You'll need a stripper. I'll need a stripper. Will you please stop this? I'm trying to book an act. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Goes back on the phone. Oh, you have just the girl. Ah, I see. So that works very well. It's a setup which is nice. There are big patches of this, though, with characters that don't work. Famously, the couple that have... I mean, I mean they bought their big dog. Big, some kind of big Irish wolfhound type. And that's the shenanigans there with the Adrian Poster and... Um, and the Lavender family, that doesn't really work. Bernard Breslow and Patsy Rowlands are long-suffering with their mother, who's played by Joan Sims, who's actually just as old, it, it seems, as Patsy Rowlands or Bernard Breslow. That doesn't work. Famously, she she meets the, 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 the love of her life who left her because he couldn't, he didn't have any money, but he's now won the pools. That's Peter Butterworth, the handyman. They get together, all of that. So there are large parts of this that don't work and they do recycle certain ideas. So they're in the men's showers and Anna Vrushka comes in because in her country, so we've got all that going on, you know, in her country with her customs, the men and women shower together and they can't believe it. You know, and there's, and there's Breslau and Lavender going, what's going on? She's, it's a woman. So they do recycle old ideas because that happens in Kerry and Camping, of course. Um, and no one's really playing this with real excitement, to be honest. Apart from um, Alki Summer, really. Maybe to do with the setting, which, like Carry On Camping, is set, you know, in a in a um, in the spring. It's filmed in the spring, so you know, you've got sort of you know bare trees and and a chilly feel to it. And it doesn't look like it's uh, um, it's sunny or exciting, but that didn't harm Carry On Abroad, now did it? So you know, there's there's, there's that sort of stuff going on. You know, um, you've got at the time while the film was working, you've got Bernard Breslow and Joan Sims in one of our dinosaurs is missing. So there's which was also at Pinewood, you know, where some of the filming was done, and you've got you know where the film was done. So you've got. Um, You've got that cross collateralization there. It's nice to remember that people were, these actors were, um, getting other work and in demand, you know? It, it, it sometimes limps along, um, but I think it's a late film of the canon that has moments that can really be enjoyed. I don't think Kenneth Williams is at his best here. I think he's got a kind of... Um, in the film, famously ends with, then we stop messing about. It ends with that, but I don't think he's at his imperious um, and quite and also quite sweet best here. I think it's running. He's running out of steam, somewhat, uh, and and it does look a little odd. It looks like an attempt, as I say, to become modern, and people didn't want that from a carry-on film. But having said that, it has some wonderful moments. And with those actors, how can it not have? For me, it's a four and a half out of five because it's overlooked. 
and people should go and seek it out because you know I'm sure they'll have a great time how could you not with people like Peter Butterworth and Joan Sims and Bernard Preslaw and Kenneth Connor who has more to do here and works very well with it and then with people like Windsor Davis and Jack Douglas stepping up it's a bit of a belter ta-ta